Hey, I'm Alex Keller. I'm Mike Harding. And this is a Fantastic Voyage. Welcome, everybody. Hey, it's the Filmtastic Voyage, your number one source for talking about movies. Well, I hope it is. At least. Rambles, uh, scrambles, um, all kinds of talks. We we mix it up. We sort it out. We flip it open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We tie it up. That's what Filmtastic Voyage is all about. We're yep. talking movies, uh, sometimes music, sometimes TV. All right. Yep. If it's on film, especially. Listen, that's right in our wheelhouse. I'm Mike Harding. I'm not. I'm Alex. That's right. And as always, we're we're here. Uh and we're here to talk about stuff. So Alex, what's new, man? Uh, in my life or in movies? It's <laughs> <laughs> a big question. Uh <laughs> why don't we start with your life? I'm I'm curious. I want to well, catch up with you. Since last week? Yeah. Nothing. I'm wearing the same shirt as last week. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, all every shirt I own is kind of a dark gray, so I can get away with wearing the same shirt several days in a row. That's right. Not really. I mean, <laughs> several podcasts in a row, I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We didn't record these both back to back. What are you talking about? No, absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, what's new, man? Mmm. I got Mudbox on my computer, which is pretty cool. That's a pro. That's a, a. Uh, do you know ZBrush? I do know ZBrush. It's I, a. It's a for the. It's a for the for the audience who might not know. It's a CG modeling program. Uh, and Mudbox is uh, Autodesk's proprietary thing. It's not so. It's basically their version of ZBrush. Okay. And I subscribed to that, and I made a bunch of monsters. So it's sort of like it's like a sculpting kind of you you. It's like a sculpt. Yeah. It's like set up to mm-hmm. be sculpt, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think ZBrush is better. I haven't really used ZBrush that much, but it seems a lot more robust. Okay. And it's also industry standard, but Mudbox is really fun for what I want to do. Yeah. So you made monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of monsters? It was just test monsters. How just, many? Just one. Okay. I mean, like. We're talking triclops, cyclops? Yeah, you got the two eyes, one of them biclopses. Oh, okay. Uh, it was just a test. It was just sort of me fooling around, just sort of figuring out what brush does what and yeah, what goes where. That's cool. So with that, like, I can't imagine. Um, do you need like a lot of processing power for like a program like that? I imagine you I maybe would, right? No, because my computer is great. Didn't you recently buy a new computer? Exactly. I was like. You know what? I'm tired of waiting around telling myself I'm going to get a nice new computer. I'm just going to buy a fucking nice new computer. So I did. Nice. Because I do so much goddamn technical who do, who who knows what. I deserve something that doesn't chug. 
Now we're talking PC? It's a PC. One of them of course. personal computers. Uh, a Microsoft Windows machine, you might even say. I don't deal with no Linux. Well, what about Mac? I have a Mac also. I oh, use my okay. Mac for... Uh, it was my old computer. I used that for mostly like writing stuff or, you know, bills. Or making some cool new track in GarageBand. Oh, yeah, that too. Like it, Making your solo album. Well, it's because, like, my, thankfully, like, my Mac comes with, like, GarageBand. It comes with a uh, fucking, uh, you know, its own version of Word, and I don't have to pay for Word. Right, yeah. All that stuff. Which is nice and convenient. And I have Photoshop on my Mac, and I don't have Photoshop on my PC yet, which is annoying. Interesting. So now, would I, you rather have it on your PC? Oh, I would have rather have everything on my PC. Well, not everything. I do have all the art stuff on my PC, though. Now, I... I, I've been a Mac user for the last 10 years now. And one thing I'll say is I feel like I miss out on a lot of the world with a Mac. Mm. I miss out on a lot of things. For one, what bums me out is there's no way to really like... I mean, I'm sure maybe there is a way to customize your Mac or upgrade your Mac. Like really like unscrew it and like put shit in. Oh, you're not... Yeah. You know hard. what I mean? It's like with Macs, you can't do that really. Yeah. With PCs, it's sort of like, oh, here's the door. Just unlatch it and then, like, stick your shit in. Yeah, you know? mine's got, like, a glass door that you can just, like, you just go... Yeah. Take it off. Put... Just load it with, like, fucking graphics cards and who knows what. And you put it back in, you screw it up, and then uh, ideally it would still work. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... But that's what's so great is, like, with a PC, it seems like if if you need something upgraded, you just... Can upgrade just it. Just fucking do it, man. Yeah, and it, and what bums me out though is, um, because I do want to get a Mac. I or I'm sorry, I do want to get a PC. They're cheaper. Um, you know, I, I I'm actually, it's sort of in the in the back of my priority list, but I I, I do want to get a PC sooner than later, because I feel like hey, there's so much more you can do with it. But the the bummer about it is like. What's and maybe you can shed some light on this is like viruses and shit. I haven't gotten a virus because I don't fucking download executables that aren't like things I know that they are, you know? Right, yeah. But like with Macs, I've never had any problems with viruses or, or anything. Neither have I. Um, and then I know like the, the vast majority of, of spyware, viruses, all that is sort of with PCs. Yeah, that's the thing because it's more, you know, easy to program for whatever and it's also more widely available but like i don't really know how that stuff works all i know is, is don't go downloading strange strange executables off the internet it's pretty much it strange executables yeah like don't fucking install things on your computer that aren't from reputable sources oh gotcha it's like don't just go download every fucking video player you find right yeah that's all the, that's the only way i know how to avoid viruses yeah yeah have an antivirus or something, but don't get Norton's or one of those because those are basically viruses in and of themselves. My my, my parents' computer, mom, dad, I'm calling you out. <laughs> their computer is just like slow as balls because of their fucking Riddled antivirus. With- like every fucking ten seconds, I go on their computer, like check my email or whatever I'm doing whenever I visit home, and a bunch of pop ups pop up from the computer antivirus, being like, "Hey, uh, we checked for your antivirus. No viruses here." Well, that's what's funny is. Oh, yeah. we're checking again. Thinking back to thinking back to you know more than ten years ago, I actually kind of remember that. I don't know if it was McAfee or Norton's or what. Oh, they're all bullshit, I'm sure. But it would constantly be doing that shit. It would constantly be going like, "Oh, we got to check," and then it would take like twenty minutes to just go through 
whatever, absolutely everything on my computer. I'm like, dude, like we did this already. Like go, go away. Leave me alone. Like I'll be like, just like, you know, doing whatever. Like again, check my email or something, and like a little pop up graph, like a like a bar graph on the bottom will pop up and be like, "We're checking all your levels. Oh, look at us!" <laughs> it's like you're making, you're you're literally having little fun like clip art fucking graphics that are slowing down everything. Yeah, yeah. So listen, kids, uh, kids at home, listen, don't fuck around with Nortons. All right, that's what we're trying to say. Uh, don't even if listen if you're a kid named Norton, change your name. All right. Oh, you don't want to be associated advice. with that. Anyways, um, so that's your personal life. Yep. Talking mud box. Uh, for anybody who wants to make monsters, go out and uh, just do it, man. You know, at, uh, you know throw throw some mud it's box. Ten bucks a month. Throw some mud box in your life. It's only ten bucks a month. Also, would recommend some kind of stylus or tablet uh, type yes. deal. Uh, using your mouse is a and no, that's only no you know a hundred. It's only you know fifteen hundred bucks, you guys. No, I mean like you can use like a fucking like a uh, what do you call it? Bamboo. Like, no, yeah, I, I have a bamboo. I don't know if they make bamboo anymore. They got like Intuos or whatever they call it. It's just get some the Intuos. Wacom. Just get one of them. Wacom. Wacom. Which I only recently learned how to pronounce that. Is it is it Wacom? It's Wacom. It's a it's a Japanese company. Oh okay. Because I used to think oh it's Wacom or something. I used to just say Wacom, but it's Wacom. Well, some people say Wacom. No, it's Wacom. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking, what the fuck we're talking about right now, uh, a Wacom is basically you know you, you got the tablet and it has a screen on it and you just draw directly well, on I mean, the screen. I mean they also have just regular like pen pressure sensitivity tablets too, like the Intuos is what I was saying. Well, but that's like you're. Looking on the screen. Yeah, you're looking at the screen it. and then you're drawing yeah. down, but it's still a Wacom right. product. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. So the Cintiq, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, we're talking about Cintiq. Already misleading. Yeah. So the, the Cintiq specifically is you got the screen in front of you and you're drawing on the screen. The Intuos and the Bamboo are like you're drawing on this thing, but it's just pressure sensitivity and, and you're looking at the screen to do it. Yep. And that's what I got. So And it works. That's the thing. If you want to make a, 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 a screenshot of Alex and I right now, you know, and then you want to draw mustaches on us. I, mean, I already have a mustache. Uh, well, you know, if, if, if you want to draw a mustache on me, uh, you need either a, a you know, uh, you need a Wacom product. All right. Uh, uh, well, you don't. Like, <laughs> get cheap Chinese knockoff. It's a lot of those. Yeah. You they can work do that. Questionably. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted a Cintiq, but, like, I don't think I'd ever use it enough to justify it. Oh, I didn't know that you didn't have one. I have a, I have a bamboo. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I have, just figured you had both or whatever. Well, I have a cheap Chinese knockoff one also. See, because here's the thing. I would, love to, I would love to upgrade my Cintiq. Like, right now I have a 12-inch Cintiq. Would Man, you like a cheap Chinese knockoff one that may or may not work? No. Okay. Uh, the, the, the thing works. The pen is the question. Yeah... I don't know. I I, I want to get the bigger Cintiq. I want to get the uh, whatever the I think was twenty two inches. I want a big one. Yeah. Yeah, but that's two thousand dollars, man. Two K. Yeah, but then you get into the territory. It's like, would you rather just get a two in one? And that's like the laptop that you can buy where you can flip over the screen and just draw on the screen. Mm. My girlfriend just got an iPad with uh, the pen. Yeah. And that seems to do work pretty well. Although it doesn't really have Photoshop or any of like the real good programs, it has like oh. its own version of Photoshop or something, which is always just a little bit finicky. Oh yeah, especially when it comes to like exporting. 
I had dealing with a thing earlier where I had to export like a bunch of images I used, drew on your iPad, and it was like such a hassle. You know what else is finicky? Photoshop. I love Photoshop. What are you talking about? Nah, Photoshop's fine. It's better than fucking GIMP. Then what? GIMP. You know, the free one, free Photoshop. It's a weird name for a product. I used to use GIMP when I couldn't afford real things, and I would, uh, do, you know, do all my shit looked like ter- like art, like garbage. <laughs> it's fine. It's an open source thing. I'm sure it's, there's lots of plugins and stuff you could do, but like I was like, you know, 19 or something, and I was just like, it all looked bad. Well, that's the thing. When you're 19, everything's bad, but you think it's good. Well, no, it's like I didn't have a, te- like I didn't have... Uh, a tablet, so I was drawing on the computer with my mouse essentially. So I had to, what I had to do was I had to get the line tool and like zoom in really far and do like straight lines to make curves. Oh, like, oh, interesting. Um, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I would draw and scan them into the computer, but like I never, like I didn't know, like the, you know, I didn't, couldn't use the their color layers or anything really good and had you know limited stuff. So a lot of my old art is terrible, but my mom says it's good. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of my old art is terrible and my parents, uh, I think after I graduated or whatever, after I was in art school and graduated and all that and actually started producing some better artwork, that's when they were like, your old artwork was so bad. And I'm like, oh, thanks. My mom's always like telling me like I should like. Oh, you should take all your old college drawings and like publish them. Like, no, 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 no. Hey, I how, to, how would you publish them? Like, publish like I don't know, like put I don't know, like make a photo album or something. Like, print them out. It, no, and also, I can't draw today, so no. <laughs> I've seen your artwork. Your artwork's very good. It's yeah. only good because it doesn't apply to the rules. Listen, everybody, and it's not good. You want to know who made the logo for this here podcast? Uh, this guy. That's like not a drawing, though. That's like design. That's different. Still, though, I mean, uh, okay. That's like using vectors and stuff. It's all in the computers. I'm not talking about like actually like taking pen and pencil to to paper and drawing a character with stuff. Well, all right, but the fact of the matter is, I think I think Alex here is uh, selling himself a little bit short. All I draw on on paper is a bunch of spooky monsters, and they don't have to, <laughs> uh, you know, they don't abide to the rules of like you know anatomy. Nor do they have to, Alex. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I got a question for you. Since we're on the topic of art and illustration, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, let's let's say, uh, I guess DC, because you're more of a DC comics guy. It's true. Um, let's say they came at you with a, like a really cool offer to, uh, I guess, either write or draw one of their properties for a bit. Like, just have, like, a run. Have, like, a like a 12-issue run. You know how they do nowadays. Yeah. Um, a miniseries. A Watchmen, if you will. Would you do it? Uh, well, is there, is there another part to the question? Just would I do it? Or? Well, okay, would you do it? And then also, which character would you want to w- w- do it for? Okay, the answer is A. I would not fucking draw. I can't draw, per- I can't draw environments. I can't draw perspective. I know perspective, but I can't fucking draw it. I can barely draw characters. Well, that's I why draw. I included either writing or drawing. I'd write one, though. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not really a professional writer. Even I've written stuff. But <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It would be, I would get dragged through the streets 
I would get drawn and quartered from my gar- from my shit garbage by all these Listen, comic book fans. Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm going to stop you right there because I'm just going to say, and this might be a mean thing to say, Alex, and viewers out there, There, there's quite a few comic writers that maybe are less than qualified. Well, yeah, I'm sure. So I wouldn't worry, I wouldn't worry about that so much. All right, much. fine. I'll, 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 I'll write you goddamn comic, Mike. Uh, who would I choose? Well, like the obvious answer is Batman, but like that's such a, uh, you know, uh, such a burden, and I don't think I can think. I, I can't think of anything to say for Batman that hasn't already been said besides his penis. So, and that's already been said. So that's basically it. What then. if you gave him two dicks? Hmm. No, we haven't seen what well, we haven't seen uh, Dick Grayson yet. If you know what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so none of that. Uh, let me think. What? DC comic, maybe like the question. That'd be kind of fun. That's a villain, right? No, he's a guy. He's the guy. He's like the detective with the face with no face. The no, the no face. Oh, I don't know who that is. You never seen the question? You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Here, hold who, on. Who uh, is that? A Batman character? No, he's just a DC Comics character. Oh, he's just a character on his. He's he's, he's a superhero. Yeah, he's like a detective with just no face. Like that's it's like a mask. Oh, okay. I mean, like, yeah, like this guy from the animated series. You know, this, this, this fucking guy. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, Man, I forgot all about that guy. Okay. So, for the audience, for the listening audience, uh, it's just a dude with no face. Yeah. He was in the show? Where the fuck was he in the show? I don't know. One of them fucking thingies or Probably like Justice League Unlimited or something. Like, that would be fun. Oh, um. So, what would be the story that you. I, I just broad strokes. I mean, like, what what could you do with the question? I don't know, just something detective. But I guess I don't know. That's just the first thing that came to mind. Like something that, like, a because he's been missing for like ten years. Uh-huh. Like ever since New Fifty Two. Like he's been like M- you know MIA. So it's like, oh, we're not bringing him back. I don't know how I would. Yeah. But if I had an established character that's currently running, I guess if you wanted that, is that what you want, Mike? So you want me to say? No, no, it could be anything you want. I mean, that question. That's a very good. That's a very good, legitimate answer. The question. Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do with it. Him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, why you answer your own question, huh, Mister Mister Hotshot? Well, I will say uh, I would pick DC. No, would you draw or you'd write? I I mean, if I could do both, I would love. No, that. you gotta choose one. I would love that. Gotta choose one. Uh, I mean, I guess right. Also, nobody does that. No one writes and draws their sure, own. Sure, absolutely. No, you're right. Absolutely. No. Mike Mignola. Speaking of last Frank episode, Miller. Frank Miller. Um, uh, some other people. Yeah. But yeah. No, there's 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 people that do that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, the reason I would pick DC over Marvel is I think Marvel is already they have just this. It, it's they have such a big roster of characters and they've they've all hit these little archetypes and niches and stuff but dc i feel there's much broader strokes with their characters like i feel like there's less of a universe maybe and then there's more you can do with these characters because like they haven't really done much to deconstruct a lot of the a lot especially a lot of the the heroes are just these blank slate mm-hmm. heroes right so um and i i think i've mentioned this on the on the podcast before but i would love to write like a superman arc and the reason why is i feel like there's a huge opportunity with superman that like no one has really taken into account before 
where you could have some, vi- let's just say it's some villain that finds this out or something, but like, I feel like a tactic you could use against Superman, um, is taking advantage of his like hyper senses, his hypersensitivity to things. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like it, it, you could, you could feed Superman spicy food <laughs> and he's just going to fucking lose it. Right. And, uh, and, and I know like they haven't explored the physics of this yet. And these physics don't really exist. I mean, like I think Superman in the comics right now, it's like if he was to eat spicy food, it'd be like, Oh, well he's extra tolerant of it. Right. But I'd want to go the other direction. I'd want to go like, listen, if this guy can hear shit from half the earth away, then maybe someone with a dog whistle or, or they've, they've just set this frequency with like a whistle or something. They blow into it and everybody else is fine. But for whatever reason, Superman just fucking like. Isn't that what kryptonite is though? Isn't like a human's like, oh, what's this? And Superman's like, oh my god. Well, yeah, but it's just a mineral that makes them weak and blah blah blah. I'm just talking about like someone, like if it was a villain that was like, hey, I got this whistle that only fucking like it just destroys Superman's inner ear, right? Mm. And and like let's say Superman's flying, but the it's just such a painful frequency that he just falls out of the air. Or like they trick him into eating this spicy food where he just can't handle, like he extra can't handle it because like he can't handle spicy food. Mm. Or then also another thing is um, like Superman, when he's walking around, um, he's kind of grossed out by humans. Is he? And, well, no, no, no. Uh, this is how I would write it. And and mm. the reason why he's grossed out by humans is like he has vision that's similar to like a bird of prey, right? Like with with a bird of prey, they could supposedly see like bacteria crawling on, on, on things, right? They could look at someone's face and just see like gross ass shit on their, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. microorganisms or whatever, right? So like Superman would look at Lois Lane and be like, oh, there's like, like just see microorganisms and parasites and shit, like just crawling on her skin. Mm. Um, So I don't know. And then like, he has to be really careful with his strength because like, let's say he gets startled. uh, Well, I guess this already exists, but you know, he, he closes his car door a little bit too hard as Clark Kent, and the door just falls off. It's like uh, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. I don't know. I just would love to write a flawed Superman where you're taking his hypersenses, and it's sort of, here's something that works against him, as opposed to just the world being his oyster, and everything works with him, and he's whatever, right? I was literally thinking about this the other day. Can Superman get food poisoning? Like, he, there's no reason he can't. Yeah. Like, sure, he's got super strength and stuff. Doesn't mean he's got an iron stomach or a steel stomach. I guess the idea is that he does. I don't know. Like, I, I guess know. so. Like, but, like, he shouldn't. Like, right? Like, there's nothing about, you know, See, bad I, milk that's going to, like, Superman's, like, suddenly it's, like, super digestion. Why would, why would Earth's atmosphere make Superman have super digestion? Huh? Well, the thing is, I think he would be able to detect that kind of stuff better than anybody, right? Oh, whatever. He'd be able to detect rotten shit. You know, he'd go to Chipotle, let's say, and he'd be like, oh, shit, there's, like, E. coli in this No, oh, just give him one thing, everyone. You can't eat spicy food, like you said. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I think that's. I, I I think I would love to do something like that. Like I could picture the Joker being like just a huge fucking pain in the ass for Superman because the joke. That's something I think the Joker would think of. Like blowing a whistle that has a frequency that just fucking annihilates Superman. I'd like to write a comic that's just the day in the life of the Riddler. It's just like him <laughs> setting up his big scheme and then thinking of the riddle. It's like, what's the perfect riddle for this? What's going to really stump Batman this time? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. How sad would it be if if we find out that uh, Edward E. Nigma would go home to just a perfectly like nice wife and kids every night, but he's just this dude that's obsessed with like figuring out riddles. Sucks for the kids. Yeah, and then he gets you know punched in the face by Batman throwing dark in asylum. Now, do you think they'll make a, a a gritty Riddler movie? I'd like it. I'd like to see the Riddler done in a you know really like nice for once, where he's just like a nice dapper guy in a suit. He's just trying to trick you with his riddles. Yeah. I wonder who would be good casting for that. I mean, do you remember the fan casting that was like uh, Neil Patrick Harris back oh. in the post Dark Knight world for whatever goddamn reason? I think David that- Tennant was another one always thrown around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, for the Riddler, who would I cast? It doesn't matter. I'd pick that one guy that played Vision, and I Paul Paul Bettany. He would be Paul a good Riddler, Bettany. but like that's too obvious. You know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of all the obvious picks. Speaking of which, I, I, I saw something which basically I'm stealing because I think it's a great idea. Go for it. So you know, like everyone's like, oh, next James Bond, Idris Elba, and I've gone on record several times being like, no, he's too fucking old. He's like 50 <laughs> goddamn years old, too old. Right. But you know who would be awesome? Who I, my, if I had to pick a vote, um, and I'm going to look up his actor's name real quick while well, I'm just going to jabber and stall just so I don't mess it up. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, you know what actor would be a great James Bond? Um, uh, oh, God, hold on. Kevin James. No. So, yeah, right. So it's the same guy. Good. Um, so, you we, uh, in Crazy Rich Asians, you know the boyfriend? The, the main guy? Yeah, the yeah. main guy. That guy. Henry Golding. He's yeah. suave. He's jacked. He's got a nice British accent. He could be James Bond. I sure. can picture him. Yeah, he's a, he's a good age for it. And yeah. yeah like it's a, it's a left field thing. No one would see it coming. That's my vote. Yeah. Good looking guy. Yeah. Good, good age. Uh, yeah, I can picture that. That'd be cool. Why is he Asian? Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, it'll be interesting what happens with the James Bond franchise. Like, I think it's reached this point where people are like, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe we can get a little bit more ambitious with the, with the casting for this. Well, I mean, and that's what, I, that's what I hope. James Bond is a slave to trends. Right. So, unfortunately, it might be viewed as a trend to, you know, well, sure. stunt cast or whatever you want to call it. But, hey, I think it's better. It's only a positive. Yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, for the last, whatever, 50 years... It's just been white dude, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd, it's been played. I'd be down with like changing it up, man. Especially in this day and age, right? Yeah. I like seeing new things. Except you got to have that Austin Martin, classic Austin Martin. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, I mean, uh, listen, have you have you watched any uh, uh, fun fun fancy movies? I know I have. I watched recent, the as trailer to Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, okay. Hey everybody, Captain Marvel. I mean, this is sort of this is kind of a little bit old news by now, but uh, there's been some Captain Marvel. What I, I feel like there's been two trailers for this. I feel like I watched two trailers for this. I only saw the one. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, what did you think? Well, uh, when I and when I, the trailer stopped, I was like, "That looks like Marvel. I like Marvel." Right. That's about it. That's all I have to say. Seems pretty boilerplate, Marvel. I mean, like. Got stuff. Not a bad thing. It's got all the things I like. It looks cosmic. I kind of like the cosmic Marvel. It's got the scrolls. That's fun. People love scrolls. Right. They're finally putting the scrolls in. They look goofy. That's really interesting. I, I uh, yeah. So, do we know who is going to be like the super? Or I'm guessing Super Scroll is in there, right? Yeah, I guess so. I think it's Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. Yeah, because I know he's cast. Oh man, Ben Mendelsohn as a scroll. I would love that. The pointy ears and the. I think it's a scroll. He's a scroll of some sort. Weird. That old woman chin. on that bus is probably a scroll. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel just punches some lady in the face. That's always fun. I wonder if they're like. I wonder if they're doing like going for like a secret invasion kind of thing. It seems maybe it's like. I mean, that. if you're going to go with the scrolls, you might as well go with some sort of secret invasion, right? Right. Yeah. And what else are the scrolls good for? Um, for anybody who doesn't know, secret invasion was this Marvel crossover arc that came maybe a year after uh, Civil War. So, like, doing the big Marvel crossovers was, like, huge now because Civil War was, like, this big, successful thing. Um, But Secret Invasion kind of sucked. It kind of sucked. What's it really about? It's about the scrolls are secretly invading, and it's like, who's a superhero, or who's a Marvel character, who's a scroll the whole time, whatever? The impression they give you at the beginning of the saga was that, oh shit, actually, a bunch of these superheroes have been scrolls for a while now. Like, we don't even know how long. Were they, like, scrolls pretending to be human, or were they scrolls pretending to be superheroes who are, like, on ice or something? What, Obviously, I've never uh, read it. Wh- uh, like, were these like superheroes like taken out and like replaced by scrolls, or were the scrolls pretending to be humans the whole time, and they just happened to be superheroes? Now? Oh, it's like somewhere along the line, these people were were captured and replaced right. by the scrolls. So I think it was like Wolverine, Elektra, some other. It was like a bunch of people, right? But by the end of this, it's basically like, oh no, actually, it was just like replaced for a little bit and then and then you know everybody happy ending where all the real heroes are saved and all the replacements are killed or whatever and it's just like uh you know like no consequences right it was like i think the first one to be discovered was electra and the impression was like oh shit like electra was just like a scroll this entire time but then the twist was untwisted, where mm. it's just like, oh no, she's over here now, or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I guess oh. they can't really do a secret invasion because there hasn't been really superheroes in nineteen nineties Marvel verse. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like, if they made a movie with secret invasion, I would be perfectly happy with them just being like, "There's been humans that have turned out to be scrolls, and we're finding this out, and we got to fix it." Right? Yeah, that's probably it. They don't have to be superheroes. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the anti aging. Uh, weird MCU anti-aging thing they do. I'm at, I'm looking forward to seeing that with Samuel Jackson and uh, Clark Gregg. I'm looking forward to seeing that in Lee Pace. 
Oh, Ronan. I'm sure he's actually going to be de-aged. He'll just he's be exactly the same. I don't think he's, he's, he's going to not have his fucking black makeup on. Right, yeah. He's going to yeah. be a, a, a wide-eyed youngster being like, oh boy, can't wait for that peace between whatever, or not not peace, whatever his deal is. What is his uh, his his alien species called? It's like the, is it Kree? the Kree? I think it's the Kree. I think it's the Kree. What do I know? I think it's that. Because... Uh, and he doesn't like the Xandarians or whatever. Yeah. Man, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5. I tried to watch through that, but it was a slog, man. I thought you were a fan of that show. Three and four. Seasons three and four were really good. And then it got to five, and five was like, oh, they got zapped into the future. And now they're on this like uh, prison barge that's run by the Kree. And that all seems kind of all right, but like it was just boring as sin. Hmm. It was really bad. Bummer. Yeah. I haven't watched any of it. You don't need to. Good. The thing that bums me out about um, television Marvel now, and I can actually say it like, so I've been watching Luke Cage season two, and I'm almost all the way through it. Not bad. Not bad. Not as good as season one. Well, season one's bad, I heard. The the latter half of the I, I'd say the the maybe the latter like the last kind of arc of yeah. season they, one. They, I've heard bad. yeah, I guess I've heard it. It like it's like good for six episodes or whatever. Well the the problem is is they take a really good villain, they and then they replace him with a really dumb villain. <laughs> the kind of villain that shoots you in the leg into a garbage dumpster and then walks away, and then later on goes, why isn't he dead? That kind of dumb villain. But anyways, um, the bummer I'm having with television Marvel is it used to be it tied in, at, at least with reference or mention, with the MCU. And it was like, oh, this is cool. Like Daredevil, they 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 reference the incident, you know, and, and they talk about Captain America or Thor or whatever. Um but then they sort of like got rid of all that. And so you're watching you're watching like Agents of Shield or you're watching Luke Cage and it's sort of like, well, this sort of just exists on its own and there's no what's what's the novelty of this other than like it's not really compelling television. So the only novelty for me is like, okay, it's tied in the MCU, but then now it's not even tied into the MCU, so it's like why well, I think the novelty is also seeing your favorite characters on the on the small screen, big screen, yeah. but also at the same time as the shows. From what I understand, and I haven't seen them, but no one seems to really like them that much. They, so, uh. yeah. But with that, they have announced Daredevil season three, and they've announced Punisher. They've announced season two. Like, well, I mean, today Jeff Loeb was like, Daredevil's going to go through like six seasons. I'm fine with that. Daredevil is the best of them, honestly. As a hero or as a show. Show, both, both. What about the Punisher? What about Punisher's great too? I mean, heroes. Uh, I'd see, and then also, like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Like season one was enough to be like, oh, these this is good. Mm -hmm. I'd continue watching this, but then the season twos were like, well, maybe not. Uh yeah, um, I actually heard that the for the Disney's proprietary stream network, they're developing both a Scarlet Witch TV series and right. a Loki TV series, which is also tipping its hat to the post Infinity War. Uh, Loki. Yeah, a post Infinity War. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, status quo. 
there. I'm Maybe, confused. unless it's a prequel series of some sort. Yeah, they it's said not going to have Tom Hiddleston. They were saying that it's look not like I guess likely might be strong, but like they're looking to get him or something like that. If it's not him, then man, there. Or it could be Lady Loki, like in the comic books now. I'd be fine with that. All I'm saying is, if you're recasting Loki as we know him and being like, "Well, it's not Tom Hiddleston, but it's this other quirky guy." Fuck that shit. Am I right? I don't really want. I would. I like Loki. Wouldn't want to watch a whole show. Well, I don't want to watch TV anyways. But I watch some TV. Wouldn't watch a whole show with Loki though. I don't think so either. Unless they made it just full on laugh your ass off trickery. Now the real question for me is like, like him putting a whoopee cushion under his dad's throne or something. Anyways, go ahead. What Marvel hero would have to make a TV show for me to give a shit? Are we talking lower budget, like lower yeah. lower tier Marvel, or are we talking no nothing off limits? Like TV, like Netflix Marvel. So what I mean is like none of the heavy hitters. We got to pick like a B B character. Yeah, I guess. I'm just trying to think of what character would be like, ooh, I'll watch that. Like my my mind goes to Moon Knight. Moon Knight's cool. But Wasn't like, there a rumor that yeah. they're doing something with him? But at the same time, it'd probably like still... I like... It's like, I like Daredevil, too, and I haven't watched that show, so I probably won't watch that one either. Aren't they making a movie or a show with Moon Knight? Yeah, who cares? I mean, I do. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I've heard rumors. Oh, they announced... Oh, I forgot. They, so they announced uh, Marvel on, like, last week, they announced uh, The Eternals. Oh, new right. movie Directed by uh, Chloe Zhao, who is an art director I've never heard of before, but people really like her stuff. She made a Western, I think, called... I've heard of her. The Writers. Okay. Which is cool. Eternals, I have no, I have nothing it's on that. I don't Kirby even things, know. Jack Kirby's cosmic around, isn't it? Yeah, it just whatever. <laughs> you know what I would love? Make a Planet Mojo show. I mean, obviously you couldn't, but I'd be down for a Planet Mojo show. You know what Planet Mojo is, Alex? Nope. You got a, uh, you got Longshot. He's a mutant that uh, has shots that are long. Uh, he, he's got a, a mullet and he's got these like fingers that are like the, he's got like the three big fingers. Oh, he's a fucking nightcrawler. Um, he's just a crazy fun guy. And then also, um, that one, uh, Mojo, Mojo's on, he's that big yellow weird ass fucking, you know who I'm talking about with the, with the electronic braids and the kind, he of. like tortures people and makes them fight each other and all this shit. Is it, so if I Google X-Men Mojo, is it X-Men? Yeah, yeah X-Men. And I think Shatterstar is from Planet Mojo, according oh, to Deadpool 2. Oh, Shatterstar. Um, oh, dumb. Uh, oh, you're right, Mojo, right? Yeah. yeah, you know Mojo. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, I would love that. That's like, what? because that's, okay, when you talk about other dimensions and Marvel, hey, man, go for it. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about connecting shit, you know? You could just go for it. Um, you don't have to keep track of anything, or like Age of Apocalypse. They made a movie of that. No, well, it's called Age of Apocalypse. It's called Apocalypse. Oh right, right. I'm talking Age of Apocalypse. Have you? Do you know Age of Apocalypse? Uh, I know of it. So back in the '90s, and this is I back think in the '90s, early Joe Maguire drawings, who's a really great artist, but um. X-Men had like a lot of crazy 90s arcs and I think that's why people love 90s X-Men the most. But there was stuff like um 
Onslaught, which was really bad. But then there was also Age of Apocalypse, and it was basically this different dimension where Apocalypse rules the world and everybody's all fucked up, right? And um, it was like a lot of that overblown 90s design. Like pouches, the, pouches for everyone. Pouches and for everybody. And uh, Like Cyclops, they had him have this like really like grungy 90s hair and like they revised his visor and all this. And there's like Dark Beast, who's like an evil beast. And Sabretooth had like this little weird like mini Sabretooth with him. It was great. It was a great time. It was a fun time. No, it wasn't. I mean, um, it was fun, but not great. But I wouldn't mind a show like that. Well, that'd be weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is like the new gods, but they're already making a movie of that, and that's also DC, so. Oh, right. Uh, you know, see Mr. Miracle and at all do their whole thing. Guy Gardner. Yeah, Guy Gardner would be kind of fun. That'd be a fun yeah. show. You know, just kind of space cops. It's like Nash Bridges, but with Guy Gardner. Magnum PEI, but, but with Green Guy... Lanterns. Yeah, I, dude, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd watch that. I would watch that. It's literally just Guy Gardner on the beat, like just hunting, just, you know, he's just on patrol with fucking aliens causing crimes. Yep. And then he's got to fight the Red Lanterns and maybe becomes one. Who knows? Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Speaking of trailers, another trailer news. You watch Bumblebee, the big biggest other new trailer. You know me, Alex. I uh, I, I half watched it because my my interest in Bumblebee is is uh, less. But I don't know. Visually, it looks interesting. It was well. I mean, like, um, it looks like it's like you know, it's I, I'm probably able to see it just because I'm interested in seeing what Transformers movie through the lens of not Michael Bay, both right. literally and figuratively, right. Um, and also, I am a big fan of what they've done with the designs in this movie. Yeah. They had sort of gone back to basics and made everything look kind of like a cool version of their 80s toy counterparts, mm. as opposed to being like a bunch of tubes taped together. <laughs> I know that was one of the problems I sort of had, and a lot of people had with like the Transformers movies, right? They were sort of overdesigned, mm-hmm. and then when it when it came to them actually transforming, it was sort of like nonsense. Well, they still kind of transform like nonsense, but at least because you got it kind of you know in order to make sense in sort of reality or whatever. Yeah. But at least when they're like fully formed, they like look like they got like pieces. Like you can see like the sort of like what anatomy, if you will. Like they're not just like a bunch. Like I said, they're not like a bunch of tubes st- stapled together. Oh yeah. They actually have like you know chunks of color and they look like you know fucking cool stuff and you got all that all that fun stuff and you got starscream and Soundwave and optimus prime is fucking around cybertron <laughs> it looks kind of like that game that came out for xbox like five years ago ten oh years ago. i know what you're talking about that was a good game so yeah so i'm like yeah. i'm really glad with what they're doing with the with the visuals that game and then also a tv series came out at the same time and they were both kind of pretty good yeah if i remember prime yeah yeah based on the same continuity or whatever right that was a cool era for that. I tried watching Transformers Prime, and I'm sure it was, and it was like, this is fine, but, right. uh, you know, whatever. Nothing beats Beast Wars. Come on, everybody. Yeah, even then, I probably wouldn't watch Beast Wars nowadays. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I don't know how much it holds up. It's not bad. I, I've seen it in not not really recently, but maybe within the last five years. I think it's probably all on YouTube. I bet you could find it all on YouTube. I bet you could. Um, I just remember watching like the first episode, and I remember thinking like, "Oh, this looks bad," but it's not 
bad though. That was like again five years ago too. It was like good, good kind of background TV. Yeah. It it. I mean, back when it was on, it was like I would wake up and I remember it was it was a part of UPN. No. Uh, back when they had their Upin cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, "That's Upin," and and what it was is I think at seven o'clock they had Jumanji. The cartoon. Oh my god! Which that wasn't bad. That was actually kind of well put together as a cartoon. It was serious. It was a lot more serious than the movie was. The movie's really serious. You kidding me? The movie's serious, but 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 in the cartoon, the premise was a little bit different because it was the kids that went into Jumanji, and Jack was in Jumanji. They were like in the world of Jumanji. We wouldn't Um, see that until twenty last year, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, and then at on at seven thirty would be Beast Wars, and I remember always being bummed out because I I would miss the last half of Beast Wars because I had to fucking go to school. Mm. You know, fuck education. Am I right? Yeah, fuck it. I Beast Wars is education. On my UPN, I think it was the WB network. We had Pokemon in the morning. Wake up oh at yeah, like six in the morning because you're a little kid and you just wake up there and you watch some Pokemon. Pokemon. Boy, I uh, Twitch has i think all of the episodes playing right now mm-hmm. so at my last gig which i had my last day on just recently and now i'm on another gig so don't worry unsaid don't worry folks all right no no bologna sandwiches for this guy um but anyways um we you know my coworker and i at lunch we just watched this twitch streaming pokemon and man, uh, that's like the McDonald's of shows, Alex. Uh, yep, it was. Uh, there is not much going on in that show other than just here's merchandise, kids. So go out and buy this. I mean, what, like, you know, it's like every show from the 80s, just like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not an 80s show, but, you know, it's just, it's just cartoons. Well, what I feel is like anime in a large part. Took took a page out of the book of '80s merchandising, with like GI Joe and Transformers and all well, that. Transformers is a Japanese toy. So. Oh, that's right. But they fucking revolutionized that shit. Like, they took that and just did it to the max with Pokemon. Like, Pokemon is like weaponized merchandise, man. It's crazy. Mm. Well, here's the thing. With nice, the thing about the Japanese uh, is that the Japanese give ten fucks about everything. <laughs> ten fucks? Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They give ten fucks about <laughs> everything. Explain. They're very serious. They like they like their things to be the best. I I, I can't disagree with that. I I don't have any evidence so against if that. If they perfected merchandising, it makes sense. Well, what's interesting is like when the '90s came around, I feel like American cartoons sort of left merchandising, and then and then Japanese cartoons kind of went full blown into it yeah well i mean like we like the late 90s was like that nickelodeon era where it was just sort of like cartoons for cartoon's sake right it was like i mean you got stuff like cow and chicken yeah, it's like what the fuck is that? where you're never gonna get a action ah fig- real monsters you're not gonna get a- action figures well i think there were action figures for some of those they were but they're like they're not like the hot they're not flying off towards shelves but they, yeah they weren't merchandise until, until you get shows. to spongebob Right, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't making a cartoon to sell 
merchandise. It well, was basically yeah. making merchandise because a cartoon was Yeah, made. but like Pokemon was as a show was made because there was a game Pokemon. Right. So it was a show to sell the game. So it wasn't a show to sell stuff that hasn't existed yet. It was a show to sell a game that had existed. So it was a whole thing. What came first, the cards or the show? I think the game, like the Game Boy game. Was well, the, the, first the game was first. Yeah, that was like 95 or 6, right? Uh, yeah, I think in Japan, 96. I think it may, come, may, may have taken as long as 98 to come out here. Okay, but between the show and the cards... I don't know. Because I know they came around right around the same time. Gonna have to ask one of them Pokey historians. And those f- people kind of forget. People forget the how much those cards were like a thing. They're huge. Holy crap! I remember going and visiting my, or not my, they're my fa- friends of the family in Arizona in like ninety seven, mm-hmm. ninety eight, something like that. Yeah, and they. Were Pokemon card crazy, and it hadn't spread to the Midwest yet. I'm oh. sure you you probably were, you know, ankle deep in Pokemon cards <laughs> at that time. But we're like, what's this Pokemon? Card? I love Pokemon. Pokemon cards? What? <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, and that's when I first got that. And then by the time I got back home, it was like the, the fucking biggest thing in the world. But the 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 the, the, the fucking kid we staying with like fucking like jipped me out of my. Or not supposed to say that. Uh, fucking stole a. Stole my fucking Mewtwo. He like traded me like a whatever card from Mewtwo because I didn't understand the value of cards. There was a lot of Pokemon card swindling. And I think sure. my mom actually had to make him give it back. Oh, yeah. Because I discovered, hey, wait a second. That was my good card. You know, the weird thing about Pokemon is like I played the game. Um, and even back then, I tried to watch the show and I just wasn't really into it. Uh, with the cards, I kind of was not into that either. It was too old. Well, here's the problem. Like, okay, with us, it's sort of like with my age group specifically, Pokemon was just just exploded when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, and it wasn't even like like it was maybe halfway through sixth grade that this became a big thing, and then sixth grade ended, and then seventh grade started. And once seventh grade started, if you liked Pokemon, you were like a geek or a nerd or you know pick your pejorative word right mm-hmm. like it was like uh, it was the plague basically like hey you're not cool if you like pokemon so for us it was like po- there was a six month window of pokemon and then that was it like I, yeah it was gone that's kind of just like the middle school elementary school middle school jump i think it had nothing to do with lots of stuff you know well i mean like for you though what what was it like for your age group? well let's see for my age group all i remember is that pokemon cards were the hot shit until in fourth grade they're like banned not allowed oh. in school and then like pokemon cards kind of died out because of that uh-huh. but pokemon was still popular um and like you know i didn't i only played like pokemon yellow up to yellow i didn't Same play here. gold or yeah i played the remake of pokemon blue or green, if you leaf green, if you will. <laughs> but I didn't play. I haven't played any of the other Pokemon since then, so I was never really part of that scene, anyways. Um, but all my friends are me and my other friends are a bunch of dorks. So like, Pokemon was never really gone. Like in, through high school, they were still playing Pokemon. My friends were still playing Pokemon, right? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't have. A, I don't really play portable games. Well, and then also, I don't know if it was this way for you, but for me, with. When you're a kid, especially, it's sort of like you get picky choosy, but you sort of you 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 pin certain things against each other. Like uh, like I, I'll give you an example when it comes to Pokemon. It, like for me, it was like, oh man, all these people are into Pokemon, and I was into Dragon Ball Z. 
So for me, it was like, oh man, Dragon Ball Z is so much cooler than Pokemon is, right? Even though you can like both, but I just sort of stuck to DBZ and didn't really like pay too much attention to Pokemon. Yeah, by sixth grade, DBZ was the hot shit. DBZ and Gundam for me, oh, I okay. evolved to that. No pun intended. No Pokemon pun intended. Um, by middle school, there were so many like you know people that loved anime anyways that I don't really know what was acceptable and what wasn't. I can't remember. See, and that's the thing. I think because I think you're like three years younger than me, right? Yeah, something like that. It was just this. It was it was almost a different experience because anime really blew up by the time I was in high school. Yeah, like Toonami had really ushered it in. But like by the time right. I was in middle school, we were getting like the obscure anime on TV. Like right, people might like people love like Dot Hack and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that was high school for that yeah. was all high school was like. But then that was the thing, like culturally in high school. People were in high. They're in high school, so they're into like you know, music was a big deal, or uh, uh, parties, you know, drinking, all that. That was all like you know that that was the that was high school, right? Mm-hmm. And then I mean, the only people that were in anime were like, a, like anime nerds, basically. You know what I mean? It was just like okay, it was a very niche thing by then. And everybody else was was doing the high school stuff. Yeah, I'm right? become, become disturbed. I can't remember what I fucking liked in my in my youths. What happened to my life? <laughs> I mean, I always liked video games. Like movies, I didn't really get into hard. Like I always watched movies, but I didn't realize I loved movies till high school. Same you know? here. Yeah. Um, like I said, like in middle school and elementary school, I would just rent five movies at a time from Family Video and run them into the ground and yeah. just watch whatever the fuck. Um, and then in high school, I was like, "Oh my god, I love movies! What you can like? You're like you're allowed to like movies as a thing, as a hobby? I didn't know you could do that." <laughs> um, so video games are always my thing, like anything video games. So yeah, uh, I can't recall what else anyone else was doing. I also didn't like give a fuck about whatever else was doing either. So I mean, same. And here. nobody liked me. Oh no, I know. I'm just joking. Yeah, I mean, looking back on, uh, I've, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but like. Th- the big things that people liked in high school when I was in high school was like emo music. Bless you. That's why I think of emo music. Yeah, seriously. It was a huge bummer. Like emo was like a big <laughs> thing. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody had the flap, that fucking dumbass. Oh, yeah, the emo. Flap. And I can say that because no one has it anymore. So no one's feelings are going to hurt. Um, what else was there? I mean,. I mean, I guess that's kind of it. Like, I don't know. My school was so varied. I can't think of what the it things were anymore. I had to look at the year, and then if, if, I, if I look at like a breakdown of what was popular by year, I could be like, oh yeah. But off the top of my head, like I don't pay attention to things. Like hip hop culture, I think was a was a huge thing when I was in high school. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. anyways. Speaking of animes, huh? Yeah, they're making a live-action adaptation of The Last Airbender for yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I guess that kind of, Is it an anime? I don't care. Uh, that's interesting. You know, that, that's an interesting question. Is Avatar an anime? I don't know. That's some sort of debate. I would say categorically it's anime-inspired. I don't know if it's anime, though. I wouldn't call it. I think it has to be Japanese in origin to be real anime. Right. That's I would say that, too. In the same way, like, if you made, like, if, if in Japan they animated something that looked... Like Looney Tunes, it would be an anime still. Well, I think p- 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, categorically, anime is just something that's been exported to us from Yeah, Japan, I think that's the right? strict definition. So that's why you know, I'm just going to yeah. line the sand. Shows like Avatar or that one show Ruby or whatever, uh, those aren't anime. Right. But otherwise, just anime inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm down for Netflix series. I think that's probably much better than a movie. I know I had a conversation with somebody recently where um, they're talking about like, well, okay, so the M. Night Shyamalan movie was a failure, but how do you even, how would you even make a good movie to cover an entire season, let's say, of of Avatar? I it, Maybe it's nearly impossible. And, and granted, I mean, the M. Night like, Shyamalan movie could have done things better anyways, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point. Like, how do you cover that much ground? I mean, the story beats were there. It was mostly the, the dialogue and acting and effects and maybe pretty much everything else was subpar. Oh, okay. Um, I, God damn it. Bless you. Thank you. Um, I don't know. The problem with that live-action series, at least just from the out, outset, is that, like, show's already great. Like, what what's there to do? There's that, too. No, I agree. Like, I don't know, like... It'd be cool to see something, you know, with all the the gusto of of a live action thing. But you know, the problem with television is inherently cheaper than movies, so it's not going to be like photorealistic necessarily. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, you got that hurdle, um, and you can make something photorealistic. It just costs time, and money, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Or yeah. So it's and also like I just like I just I I'm interested in seeing what they do to try to try and differentiate themselves from the series and they, obviously you can't make a, a sequel like Legend of Korra because they already got that and you can't really you could do a prequel but like I don't know maybe they'll just take take the the beats uh, like the start and like go somewhere completely different with it who knows well I the impression I have is this is going to be a remake of the original series yeah that's the impression right? I have too but like maybe they'll like start off with the same premise and by the end of it it'll be like what what a crazy divergence that might not work in their favor but i don't know i don't know i think people are really screaming for like like i honestly think and this is what makes it kind of a cool and also good idea for netflix is that m night Shyamalan movie i think a lot of people were just flat out heartbroken Mm -hmm. you know they like they wanted to see their favorite cartoon retold in a big, big feature film live action setting. Now, the thing that I think was working against it being a Netflix production is you don't get that. You, yeah, like you said, it's like okay, so it's not going to have a, a, a monster budget, and it's not going to be in theaters, and that's like, you know, where's the magic here, right? We're literally just turning on Netflix and watching a live action TV budget version of a show that probably doesn't need to be remade that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'd, I'd be all for it being like an anthology in that, in that best case scenario. It's like, Hey, let's just make an anthology of, you know, let's, let's go somewhere else in the timeline and just do something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, you will see. I have my eye on it, but like, I'm not super interested at the moment. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. before, we run out of time. Let's talk about things we've actually watched. Absolutely. So, yesterday, I was like, man, I want to watch something fucking stupid. <laughs> so, I turned on Amazon Prime to find something fucking stupid. And, oh, man, how my faith was rewarded. I watched <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme in Double Impact. 
Double impact. Where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays twin brothers. <laughs> written and produced by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, is this like 90s coked 1991, out? 1991, probably yeah. coked out. It's a fantastic, stupid, fucking fun Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I love Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays two twin brothers. And you can tell them apart because one has like slick back hair and one does not. But they're built the same. They hilariously go out of their way to explain why both of them have inexplicable French accents because one grew up in Hong Kong and one grew up in, or one's from America. But his adopted dad's like, why do you think we lived in France all those years? Uh And the other one hilariously was dumped off at a French orphanage in Hong Kong. Oh, man. That's ridiculous. This movie... Has some of the fucking hel- most hilarious, uh, not giving a shit continuity <laughs> that I've seen in a long time. So there's a part where a guy is driving down the car in his red convertible, and he's got like gray hair, and he's like a bodyguard character. And then he's like, "I'll be right there." And so he, there's a wide shot, and he turns around, and he has jet black hair now, and he's doing stunts in a wide shot. And they cut back to him with his gray hair, and it's like, "I'm coming." <laughs> there's a part where Jean-Claude Van Damme breaks down a door to go into an alleyway and they cut there's a shot so there's a shot of him breaking on the door there's a shot of him the door opening in the alleyway and the shot back to him being inside being like let's go and you can look through the door and it's a fucking sound stage it's just like a bunch of wood beams wow and then they cut to them outside it's so funny and one of the parts and also because it's basically like uh, parent trap with splits right so, like, they do the whole, like, two and two green screen technology, which looks really terrible, like, uh-huh. half the time they do it. Right. And one of the times they get the shadows wrong, and so Jean-Claude Van Damme is, like, half ghostly disappearing. Like, the oh. back of his head's in shadow too much. So, like, the black screen technology is getting fucked up, so you can see through him for a little Weird. bit. Weird. It's so funny. That's crazy. Double impact? I've never Double even Double impact. I've never even heard of that. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme fights himself in a series of okay, but kind of, like, could be better shots because... You can't get a wide shot in there, so it's like the him fighting himself from over-the-shoulder cams both ways. It's great. Dude, I mean, is he fighting over-the-shoulder, but it's basically they're using the back of someone yeah, else's head? Yeah, they're using the back of some stunt guy's head, and he's fighting himself for one scene. That's crazy. Oh, at one point, John Glad Van Damme, one of the characters, gets so mad that he punches the phone. <laughs> he's like... He Listen. thinks that he thinks his brother is fucking his girlfriend... And also, like, this girlfriend, oh, we'll get to her in a second. Um, and he gets so mad at the thought that he goes, ha, and he punches a phone. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes, you know, you just get, you get in your head too much, your own head too much, and you just say, you know what, phone? Fuck you. And then you just slam the phone. Yeah, and also, like, so this is, uh, and, and there's one of these, like, an introducing char- actress as a uh, <laughs> girlfriend character. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt so bad for this actress just because, like, her character... Well, A, she was, like, hired uh, probably because she's, you know, easy on the eyes, as you say. I'm sure, like, she was, like, picked specifically by the Jean-Claude Van Damme or someone. But her character is basically there to be sexually assaulted a couple of times. By uh, him? uh, No, by, um, one by, like, some, like, tough lady. Uh Uh-huh. Like a James Bond-esque henchman lady. Oh. And then once by some rando, briefly. And also, there's obviously a out of place sex scene. If, it, if we're talking about a late '80s, yeah, if we're talking about a late '80s action movie starring Jean Claude Van Damme, there's an out of place sex scene that it's in the contract. 
And then she kind of just tied up and screams for a while. It's like, oh, that's sad. Wow. Well, that sounds like quite a movie. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Would recommend. Not as good as Bloodsport, but... <laughs> You know, it sounds like the, uh, it's like a, um, not the room, but it sounds like it it suffers from a lot of the same incompetency, I suppose. Uh, It's just fun. I liked it a lot. It's exactly what I was hoping for. Um, it's not like the same, it's got the villain from Bloodsport too, except this one, he's got like a big scar. It's like this actor whose name I don't know. I forget it right now, but he's like the biggest dude, like the widest guy you've ever seen. Wow. He's like this, this Asian I mean, it's like a, it's like it's probably a Hong Kong action star of some sort. He doesn't really talk at all in any of the movies he's in, huh. but he's like a square. <laughs> he's like he's like he's kind of short, but he's also equally he's wide. He's a big guy. He's just huge. Wow. And John Claude Van Damme fights him. One of the John Claude Van Dams fights him, and it's pretty great. So is it like a good? Is it like a good and evil? John. No, no, they're brothers and they team up. It, the story so doesn't make both good. The story doesn't really make sense because, like, this their their parent they get split at birth and their parents are killed by like a, a shady white guy businessman and also the, the the Hong Kong triad at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then they like realize it later and they reunite. Um, and then it's not really clear because it's. I mean, I wasn't quite paying attention. I think maybe at this point. Because there was like a line of dialogue that was dropped that I didn't pick up on that my girlfriend was like, "Oh, you didn't, you missed that part." I'm like, "Oh, did I?" Oh. Um, where like, after the whole movie, I thought they're just out for petty revenge, not petty revenge, but you know, just like good old fashioned revenge. But apparently, there's something, some kind of inheritance involved too. It's like they're depriving you of your of your wealth. You got to kill them and take it back. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, that that plot line doesn't come to anything because literally at the end of the movie, I'm spoilers alert, everyone's dead, and John Clown Van goes, <laughs> and then it ends. You know, the thing with Jean-Claude Van Damme, what, what I, I think is interesting is, like, he's always, I, I feel like he's often compared to Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, right? Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is Charlie Chaplin and Jean-Claude Van Damme is... Um, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. I think he's more like a Harold Lloyd. Because, like, I think... Uh, Stallone's the Buster Keaton of 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 those, you know, like because like the the hierarchy, and this is not like in terms of like acting ability or martial arts ability or anything. It's just uh-huh. sort of like I feel like the popularity hierarchy is Stallone. Or sorry, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme. I I agree with that. Yeah, and then you I got like, you know, at the at the bottom of the barrel, you got like uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven Seagal. Or some no, shit. that's yeah, that's yeah, exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Steven Seagal, wasn't there like some news about him recently? Like he was invited to, or no, he's like a, I don't Steven Seagal is one of those guys who like has, while no concrete evidence against him, has so many wild things that people talk about him. Wasn't he requested to be... And there's something Putin thing. Some Putin thing. Yeah, like ambassador or some shit, like something weird. I I've heard know. nothing good about that. I like about well, him. yeah, I've heard nothing good about him. Yeah, um, it's funny though, man. I mean, you know what's interesting is is uh, my my aunt and my late grandmother are both big fans of Steven Seagal. I've never actually seen one of his movies. Which me neither. I mean, how could I? Right? They're 
You know, I, the, the only one I recall is I see I rem- I recall seeing one on TV where it was like Steven Seagal and then the main villain was uh Tommy Lee Jones. But it was like way like it was like early 90s that was probably. Like probably what was the one that was basically a diehard ripoff? It was probably that. It's the one where it's on a boat. Yes. The boat yes. one. It's it was I on can't a boat. remember the name of it. And then the second one he's on a train. <laughs> it was probably boat hard and train hard. You ever know in, I think in Germany they they named Die Hard Glass like 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 something glass like like glass prison or something like that. Oh yeah. And then for Die Hard 2 they're like, "Oh fuck." What do we do now? Yeah, what do we do now? So it's like, <laughs> you know, so they had to like change, like they couldn't call it, they, they had to call it Glass Prison, but so like it doesn't make any sense anymore. Who like, did you say this was? Ger- like the Germany, Germans? yeah. Because um, like, well, to be fair, like Die Hard doesn't make sense in any other language. Well, it barely makes sense in our language. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I heard a great, someone pitched a great idea. And obviously the thing about internet movie pitches is, you could, every, anyone could pitch a good movie, but like that doesn't mean anything. Right. But I like this pitch. It made me. It made me. It made me like, yeah, that for Die Hard Six, it should be classic. You know, Don McLean's in a in a in a thing again. He's got to get out of it, but this time, oh look, it's also got Samuel L. Jackson there too. How fun! And uh, it's called Old Habits Die Hard. <laughs> I'd watch that over what I hear it's gonna be. Um. Which is flashing back and forth. I know. I we we talked like the about Godfather that. Part Two right. of action movies. I mean, the ultimate Die Hard Six movie. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be down with it with bring it bringing that team back to, or bringing the, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis back together. But I, I don't know. I mean, how do you even make a six movie? I don't even know what a good premise would be. I guess it would just be another. For me, I guess ideally it would just be another. Hey, this person's doing this bad thing, and here comes uh, John McClane out of nowhere for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just fixing the fixing shit. Honestly, but, what it should be, it should be at the very least a Mad Max Fury Road style. Like, oops, we got a new actor in here. Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> you know, because no one wants to deal with Bruce Willis. Well, yeah. it's also because like, if you want to make a franchise, just start over. Well, okay, so here we here it is. We open we open our Die Hard Six movie with uh, a funeral, and in the casket is no none other than uh, uh, John McClane's son, uh, Jai Courtney, because no one wants him there. Come on, let's be real. No one no one wants Jai Courtney around. Jai McClane. Um, so then Bruce Willis is really sad. He moves back to L.A. Right, I think it's in LA. All those take place in LA. Uh, two does. Three is New York. Okay, he's a New York cop. In Doesn't three? belong in LA. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, he's a New York cop. I know in four, he's definitely in New York. Uh, in Die Hard One, he's a New York cop who flies to LA. In Die Hard Two, he's an LAPD cop on in an airport in like Washington That's D.C. or whatever. Right. In yeah. Die Hard Three, he he's divorced and moved back to and New York where he belongs. And they they pick up with him. Yeah, he's divorced and he's kind of like down on his down or on separated himself or whatever. Shit. He's not yeah. quite divorced that time. And then he gets totally divorced That's by the fourth right. one. And the fifth one, he's in Russia for whatever reason. Oh god, that fifth one. Uh, okay, so in six, he's back in New York, and then back in the New York. You know, his son's dead. No, no mention of his wife. Is this like a Fast and Furious thing where his son's not really dead, or is he hundred percent dead? 
I would love for them to kill off his son. It'd be funny that it's an open casket, but his like, face is riddled with bullet holes. <laughs> and then you get Reginald Vell Johnson back in there. Oh, yeah. You know, they have an adventure. Whatever. Samuel Jackson can join. Jeremy Irons comes back. Oh, what if? Oh, no, he's dead. He's dead, but it could just be a, oh, I escaped last minute. Or I'm whatever. a ghost. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Uh, no, here's what you do. You, you, everyone's aged down for whatever reason. It's like a diehard two, like a, like you know, like a, like a whatever they're doing with whatever. Where it's diehard like, babies. No, it's like it's like the new diehard two. It's like diehard one still happened, but like diehard, there's like a reboot of diehard. So oh. like, but it's got it's it's got instead it's like young John McClane played by whatever actor I can't think of. Michael B. Jordan Joseph plays Gordon Levitt. My, yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Sure, and then my, Michael B. Jordan plays um, Rachel Bell Johnson. Was it? Uh, you know, he plays that. The cop? Yeah. yeah. And now they're teaming up. Yeah. Going on sorts of wacky adventures. No offense, but I don't think Michael B. Jordan is great casting for for a replacement for Reginald. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just naming the first actors I think to, I, I can think of. But I think it is funny if they are just like, hey, we're going to recast this and make it extra sexy. Hey, guys, we're going to make Reginald Bell Johnson's character super like a super stud. Exactly. And then, and It'd be then, funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the new Fifty Two Amanda Waller, am I right? Right, yeah. Or Lobo. God, what a fucking tragedy that was. Oh, who gives a what shit they did about Lobo. Lobo? Fuck Lobo. Lobo had a really like. A, I mean, his old design was like real, like yeah, it's a great design. Yeah, I'm and not... then they, and then they come back with just normal looking fucking Lobo. I don't know, whatever. I was not into it. I was not into it. I don't know. Lobo's just weird. The the new Lobo looks like Lobo if he went to like college and got a degree. Now, aren't, don't they both exist in the continent now as two different characters? I'm sure I'm they do. I don't because know. everything's an apology with comics. Absolutely <laughs> everything's an apology. That's true. Yeah. Sorry guys, we'll change it back now. Like yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And even things they don't need to apologize for, they change. Like Superman has his underpants again. It's like no, right. no one wants. Everyone was fine with the way it was. And then Nick Fury uh, is he white again? Well, they well no no. But the, what they did is they had Nick Fury be the white Nick Fury or whatever. And then the, the since they wanted the Samuel Jackson one in there too, they made him oh, his right. son I or thought, something. I thought, no, I thought one was Ultimate, and all, and the other one was Earth. Well, the ultimate one is be the ultimate one has existed since like two thousand one, and that's why they casted the movie. No, I meant like, but didn't they combine Ultimate Universe and like the regular continuity universe together? So that's why Miles Morales is in the regular continuity. They did, but the Nick Fury, the Samuel Jackson Nick Fury, existed in the classic universe before that happened. And what they did is they made him the son of the original Nick Fury. Which okay. I guess is fine, but now there's like two Nick Furies. You know, I'd watch like a well, it's too late because they're already doing the prequel. But a Nick Fury like James Bond esque spy TV show and or movie with Samuel pretty... Jackson. Oh no, you'd have to cast a young actor. Oh yeah, but uh, that'd be kind of cool. But uh, it's not happening because you already got Captain Marvel thing. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So what did you watch? Well, I needed to cleanse my palate uh, of of Predator filth mm-hmm. uh and we actually here ended up watching um uh for me re-watching american psycho, american psycho. which uh still holds up the ending is a little bit weak 
I, I think it sort of ends with like just some weird ambiguity that like sort of doesn't like. Did he kill those people, Mike? It's sort of like okay, give me a little bit more than that. Like ah, the that's movie- fine. That's how the book ends. I'm sure. Yeah, I but, haven't read the book. I haven't read the books even more fucked up. I mean, it just sort of man, like Christian Bale. Goddamn. Yeah. What a great actor. Am I, can, I, can I ask you a question? Huh? Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> uh sometimes it depends on my mood. I like the power of love. That's a good song. I like um. Was it Heart and Soul? But you know, she's hot and soul. It's too gosh darn loud. It's a Back to the Future joke. Oh. You look confused. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I didn't Do you understand, understand what you're saying. Because uh, Huey Lewis is the one, the judge in the, in the, like, the talent show at, in the Back to the Future. Like, oh. So, like, yeah. fucking Michael J. Fox starts to play his guitar, and Huey Lewis is like, you guys are just too goddamn loud. <laughs> It's fun though. It's a fun little cameo, isn't it? Isn't it fun? Oh yeah, isn't Huey Lewis fun? is all over that trilogy. He's all like, uh, they they love Huey Lewis. That first movie I really like, and the second two never got into him. The first one is the only one that ne- the, the first one is the only one that needed to be made. The two and three, I mean, they're not. It's not a bad watch. No, they're not but, bad at all. But this might be a controversial opinion. Third but, one sucks. No, that. <laughs> The Back to the Future movie, the trilogy, does not belong anywhere near the top trilogy of all time list. Not no. anywhere near it. The I, first I, movie by itself, that's a top 80s movie. That's on the top of the 80s movies right sure. there. But the trilogy itself, like not even like top 10 trilogy, not even top 20. Get that out of here. I mean, I don't think people, as far as I know, people don't really mention the trilogy much. Oh, I see it all the time. Trilogy much, I right? see it all the time. No one talks about the third one. No one talks about the third one. Because the third one is just poopy family fun. It's like, not poopy family fun. I didn't like the third one because it's just like we're only we're just in one place the whole time, pretty much. And there's just not a lot going on. Like there's Biff's great great whoever grandfather or some. Sh- I don't know. It's just like who cares? I you know. I don't, like the second one had some interesting concepts, and I think it maybe went a little bit too dark. If anything, uh, it's fine. Uh, but the third one was just like, "Hey, we're here in the West, and and ZZ Top is here, and Biff's ancestor. I don't know, just whatever." It was it was done. It was like they, they if they jumped to one more time period, it might have been. I would have really liked it, you know. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. That's why I like about the second one is they jump all over the place. Right. Yeah, they get a little bit more into it with the second more, one. It's still pretty wacky though. Yeah. I mean, I really do like the whole, like, towards the end of the movie where Marty McFly is, like, reliving, or he's, like, uh, he's reliving the first movie, basically. Yeah, he's got to, like, make sure the first movie happens. Right, yeah. It's fun. It's cute. It's clever. So that's, that's cool. But, yeah. Well, well there's probably not 20 trilogy. It's probably on the top 20 list. I'm probably just being harsh. Eh. But. I can't think of very many trilogies that. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Well, yeah, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, for sure. I mean, I guess the original Indiana Jones trilogy, if you count that, but now no. there's four of them, so it's no. hard to say anymore. No. I mean, the first, original, the first three Indiana Jones movies are head and shoulders, but in Back to the Future. I disagree. I disagree I would with say that. the Temple of Doom is not as good. It's like worse than, certainly worse than Back to the Future, but Last Crusade, 
especially the Raiders of the Lost Ark are better than Back to the Future. I agree. Well, that no, I agree with that. I, I, what I'm saying, I, I guess, is like if we're to take the lowest low of Back to the Future, it's not as low as Temple of Doom for me. Mm. Temple of Doom. That's is, an unpopular opinion. I don't, yeah, Temple I mean, of Doom just doesn't do it for me. We I, talked about it before. Yeah. Likewise, I, I like. Yeah. Uh, I love. I give every Indiana Jones movie four out of four stars because they really, they really do it for me. Also because that genre is pretty much only Indiana Jones and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And National Treasure, uh, <laughs> and like the Mummy. There's a couple, but like it's really few and far between. Um, yeah. Anyways, whatever we've talked about it before. Just but yeah, listen, listen to our old episodes if you want to get it into that. Yeah, there's not very many sensational trilogies. It's just, it's just how it the is. The Born trilogy, people like that. The Colors trilogy, I haven't seen that yet, but people like those. Uh, the what the, trilogy? The Colors, Red, White, and Blue. It's a French movies. Oh, okay. people like those. Uh, there's lots of movies. There's also thematic trilogies, like Man with No Name trilogy. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I mean, Colors is thematic. Um, like the Cornetto trilogy. That can I, I'm sorry, but that does not count as Same a trilogy. thematic trilogies. But it's not a trilogy in the sense that we're watching a series of movies. It has to be the same character, you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Colors trilogy is linked by theme because it's like it's red, white, and blue. But they're not, I don't know if they, I don't think I have the same characters, but it's linked through thematic approach that's like cheating though i i I don't think it's cheating i think it makes sense i you can't what i'm saying is i i feel like you can't lump that in with like lord of the rings or something like you know what i mean it's like we're we're watching three installments of the same characters within the same world i don't think i think it counts i think like Uh, uh theme carries over through characters if that's the intent of the author which it clearly is in a movie in the movie called in three movies made one after the other called red white and blue Okay, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. But the Cor- Cornetto trilogy. That no, one, yeah, no. I, yeah that's more of the argument. Those are just, the, yeah, that's There's not the Katsi trilogy. trilogy. That's a trilogy. The of what? Movies. The Katsi, Karana, Scotsi, other two other movies. Oh. It's well, like a bunch yeah. of documentaries. Yeah, I've, seen, like, I've seen one of those. It's like Samsara, but different. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of trilogies. Dark now. Knight trilogy. Oh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Which I think it. Spider Man <laughs> trilogy. Spider Man trilogy, goddamn. Uh, what other trilogies? All the Marvel trilogies, but that doesn't really. Those count aren't either, trilogies, though. Like Marvel is such a different there's, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's its own thing. Hmm. So I don't know. The Blade I, trilogy. Yeah, see, but the third movie was bad. I'm trying to think of trilogies nowadays. I can't think of it. There's not that many good ones. Yeah. By the time it, it it one of two scenarios I think happens ninety percent of the time. You have a really good first movie, and then either the second movie sucks and the third movie is really great. Or the the second movie's great and the third movie sucks. The only thing that never happens is the first movie sucks and the second two movies are good. That never happened. Well, because if the first movie sucks, exactly. then what are you gonna do? Oh wait, has it? I don't know. That's happened before where the first movie's bad and the second movie's not. Like, well, recently there was a um, uh, Ouija. <laughs> uh, the first movie got like as an eight percent. The second movie's got like an eighty-five percent. Oh yeah, or something around it or something like it's like it's like and people are like this was actually pretty good. Or something like that. Yeah. So I remember seeing that. Also, I keep wanting to call that movie Ouya because fucking Ouija, learn how to spell. <laughs> Stupid word. I could say that about the Ninja Turtle, the new Ninja Turtles, but that was only the two of them. What? What are you talking about? Uh, sorry, the, the first, oh, movie, yeah, the that's first movie sucking well, like, and the second movie being a huge band-aid over the first movie. But yeah, it does it happen. Was, it wasn't enough. It does happen. Yeah. yeah. So by that logic... 
Kingsman 3 is going to be great, <laughs> which they just announced for next year. Yeah. 2019, Kingsman 3, yeah. written and directed by Matt Vaughn still. I mean, that's cool that they greenlit it, and I'm, I'm glad that he's getting another stab at that I'm franchise. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. I didn't uh, like Kingsman 2, but it wasn't like, I'm done. I sort of like, like we've talked about Kingsman 2 was sort of the, had a, it was like a die harder situation where it was like everything about the first movie, but bigger, but not better. It was just, yeah, it just felt very tired. It just felt like very like, hey, we're making this because the first movie was great. So we scrambled to put this together and like, let's bring back uh, Colin Firth because everybody loves him, but not really in a great way. Yeah, I think it was a real bad yeah. way to go about doing it, especially because it was like, I got shot in the head, but he's fine. And then the guy yeah. gets shot in the head later and he's fine. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't take away death. Well, it, even in the beginning of the movie, they bring that one kid back that like oh, is the bully. I'm like, guys, don't have to do this. You don't have to do this right now. But they did. What's the best case of someone being brought back? Is it Scar- Captain Barbosa, Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean yeah. two, which I know some people hated that. He was, I, nah, I have no problem with Jeffrey He's, Rush. Well, the the problem is Pirates three is sort of whatever. Um, I mean, if we're just talking cameos, I thought Scarecrow was always fun. Red Skull is fun. That was fun. Oh my god, yeah. But like for, I think by bring back, I mean bring back as a character. It's like I am a character again. I don't know. Darth Maul came back. That was great, in my opinion. I didn't like But I mean, you didn't see that. You haven't even gotten to that point in the Clone Wars yet, have you? No, but still, I just... His arcs on the Clone Wars are I some know, of the best Star Wars. I, yeah, yeah. Some of the best Star Wars you'll ever see. I know. He and his brother, they fight Darth Sidious. It's great. Well, Alex, uh, we're, at a, we're at a whopping 126 right now. Oh, um, we've done more. Yeah, but, you know, my neighbors are going to start pounding on the doors. They don't do that. So, Have they ever done that? No, but I, I think I think, I think, think it's time to end. I'm sorry, but... Uh, Your neighbors were, make, neighbors were making more noise last week than, than we was. Your neighbors were making more noise last week than we was. Well, yeah, but, you know, I tell you what, I, I, think, I think we're good. We're talking at room I think, volume. Well, I think we're good. Um, why, don't we, why don't we call it a night, my friend? Fine. <laughs> so if you want to reach us, we're at filmtestedvoyage.com, filmtestedvoyage at gmail.com, filmtestedvoyage on facebook.com, filmtestedvoyage on youtube.com, and we're on letterbox.com. Uh, I'm Batman Crothers. I'm Mr. Kerosene. Hey, everybody. We're a part of a bigger... Let me, uh, we're part of a... <laughs> <laughs> second time in a row. We're part of a bigger podcast network, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. All right? Um, you can find all kinds of podcasts on this network, movie-related and otherwise. Uh, so please visit us at our SoundCloud and on iTunes. Please, please leave uh, some comments and some ratings. We're waiting for you. We're waiting to hear from you and, and tell your friends about us because yep. we're looking for more friends. Uh, feel free to hit us up anytime. Talk about movies. Talk about other things. Hey, you got some problems in your life? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll lend, <laughs> lend an ear. Maybe deal with it. <laughs> um, until next time, everybody. Good night. No, come on. Think of a new thing to say. And good fuck. No, that's <laughs> gross. You're gross. Good night. That's it. Good night. I'm cutting you off. We're done. <laughs>